Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So millions of Canadians are said to be in real uh, financial trouble. And this is according to a a new study put out by Angus Reid, which has been, I guess, looking into the issue of poverty. And so this is across the country. But 21% of those asked say they can't afford essentials like dental care or buying groceries. And we're not talking about low income or those who are struggling. We're talking about people that make fifty dollars to $100,000. And clearly it matters and depends on where you live. You know, if you live in Thunder Bay versus Toronto or Vancouver versus, you know, a small town, uh, it, 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 it changes because the cost of living is lower in a smaller city. But that they are struggling to keep up with the costs of cost of living, like child care and servicing debt, that's that's problematic. And we know Canadians hold record debt. Everyone's trying to keep up with the Joneses. And now that we see interest rates and things like inflation creep up, they are starting to hit a wall. Let's bring in Michael Hainsworth to this conversation. He is now an independent financial expert. He joins me to discuss some of the trouble areas. Michael, I don't, I don't necessarily look at this uh, particular poll uh, the way others do, and, and you can correct me on this, but we're talking about um, people who seem to make a lot of money, $100,000, fifty dollars to $100,000. So these are not the people that you typically think would be struggling. But isn't it because that they're over-leveraged it, that might be the problem because now interest rates are going up and inflation, that now they're hitting the wall? You have hit the nail on the head. When we look at the poverty situation in this country, according to this Angus Reid report, and we learn that 35 to 54-year-olds, 51% of them surveyed, consider themselves in the struggling department. And as you say, they're making as much as $100,000 a year. We have people who have bought houses bigger than they can afford. There's no two ways about that. You point out interest rates are going up. They've been going up for a little while now as well. A lot of factors associated with this. The thing that it seems that really jumps out to me is that heaven help you if you didn't stay in school or you're female. 60% of those who are struggling today are women. And Half of those overall who say they're struggling are so, in part, I suspect, because they didn't go to college, they didn't go to university. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Or is it that they're trying to keep up with the Joneses and they're not really planning? I mean, I know so many young people who are going out for bottle service. They're buying expensive handbags. They wear the best (laughs) of the best. And then, you know, they live in debt all the time. And and we had been warned and heard the warnings that, you know, interest is going to go up. And even that $50 or $100 extra a month is going to put people over, uh, over, over the ledge. But could that not be it as well? absence overall of personal finance education in this country. You remember high school. Did you learn how to do anything (laughs) other than balance a checkbook? We learned so little about how to manage money overall. I I asked my, my wife, who 
to be completely frank, is the day-to-day financial expert in our family. I'm the guy who got the phone line cut off because I just never got around to paying the bill. Mm -hmm. So she handles the day-to-day. I handle the old and gray, the long-term financing, the long-term retirement. But I asked her the other day, I said, you know that uh, game you like on the iPad? How much do you think you've spent on coins and gems and stuff like that in the last three months? She said, oh, probably about 60 to 80 bucks. I said, it's closer to 300. Yeah. We are being nickeled and dimed left, right, and center. Yeah, that $3.99 app doesn't seem like a big deal until it builds up over time. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the little things that have happened in our life, in part thanks to these little glowing rectangles we have in our pockets, uh, have played a role in chipping away at our financial security. But in a rising interest rate environment, we have to be that much more uh, cognizant of that. You know, you look back at the older generation, and the only demographic in this Angus Reid survey that says, oh, yeah, I've always been comfortable, is the generations that screaming at the millennials today, calling them lazy, when you know dad got himself a house for $35,000 back in 1977. Mm -hmm. The 55 and over crowd, they are the ones that have said, not only are we comfortable, we have always been comfortable. So, Interestingly enough, maybe this is a message to the kids today. The decisions that are being made at the financial and political level in this country are not benefiting those in the 18 to 34 demographic. They're benefiting those in the older demographic. So whether it's a Ford Nation kind of situation or otherwise, if the kids today aren't voting, the politicians aren't creating a financial environment that's geared towards that generation. Well, sure. Um, and and to the political side of this, my concern is that we're going to hear more spin on uh, the 1% versus everybody else. And we're, we're campaigning and helping the middle class, but they're not. Because as you talk about nickel and diming with our phone, smartphones and all the things that we kind of uh, pay for and, and don't keep count of, we're being nickel and dimed by all three levels of government. If they really wanted to make life more affordable, they'd stop wasting money and maybe, I don't know, stop charging things like a land transfer tax so you could actually get money to put on a house. So the government that says they're going to fight for the middle class, they're the ones also causing a lot of problems. Well, yeah, there's certainly something to be said for this populist view, which states I'm for the people when in fact your policies aren't exactly for the people when it really comes down to it at the brass tax level. You, know, you, you point out things like land transfer tax. You know, Doug and Rob Ford, when they were at the municipal level in the city of Toronto, pulled away a, a vehicle tax yeah. that was for new vehicles. That, you know, it's 50 freaking dollars. It was nothing to you and me on a individual basis. But those things added up to a remarkable amount of money that could be allocated to the social programs necessary to get those in the demographics that are struggling back up on their feet. What did we do? We went for things like cutting that kind of, of, of fee, cutting uh, things like a buck a beer. Yeah. It was seven fewer cents than what we had before. Frankly, I'd rather put those seven cents into the programs that are necessary uh, to put these people out of that status of struggling, out of that status of on the edge. And absolutely, I can hear everybody screaming at their radios right now saying, pull yourself up by your own damn bootstraps. And I totally understand that. But the majority of those who are struggling right now don't have an education. And that is a critical component. You ask anyone, I guarantee you that 55 plus, the 44% who said they've always been comfortable, 
They have finished college. They have completed university. We need to get a modern-day education in this country to ensure that people can build a necessary foundation, not only for themselves, but for their children. And that was perhaps the thing that surprised me the most with the Angus Reid poll. We have always looked at our children and said, they have it better than me. You know your dad did it. You know you're doing it to your kids, but the reality is is that most in this survey concluded that their children are actually going to be worse off than them. Yeah. Start early and train them young. Don't carry and, debt and uh, save up for those rainy days. It's so important. And yeah. You're absolutely right. And one other element to it as well is we talk about the housing market as part of that for that younger demographic. Get the kids some, some property early. That's a double-edged sword because when you give a young person property or you, as the bank of mom and dad, help that millennial get into the housing market, that actually reduces dramatically their professional mobility. Psychologically, we feel less inclined to pick up roots and move somewhere where the jobs are. So if you are in that situation, think about that as well when you're thinking about your personal finances and whether or not you really want to be house poor. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, no, absolutely the worst. Uh, Good food for thought. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you. That is Michael Hainsworth joining us tonight.